Wake up, Bruno. It's time for the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Rap Critic, how you doing this week? Fucking horrible. That's great. Tell us all about it. (laughs) Okay. So, basically, I wanted to play Life is Strange. You know, they're selling it on Steam right now for only $5. I was like, boom, I'm trying to play this game. Because I've heard, you know, it's all about choosing and all this stuff. I was like, oh, it's really cool. And there's like, you know, things about like, oh, you know, believing people who have been victims of harassment and this, that, and that. I was like, oh, okay. So there's like a message to it. That, that's kind of cool. Uh, so I was like, let me check. And it's only $5. Boom. Y- you already got me. You know what I mean? Um, five fucking dollars. Even if you hate the game, it was only five bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically, I wanted to play Life is Strange. But I can't play it on my PC because my PC lags. It's a little old. So ah. I go to my Mac. But I can't play it on my Mac because it doesn't have El Capitan, the latest OS. So I have to download that. But apparently they don't do downloads of El Capitan anymore, just upgrades. So I have to get the, uh, uh, just updates. So I have to get Sierra and hope that that works. But I can't remember my password to log into Apple, so I have to reset my password. But once I reset it, it forces me to update my credit card info. Then I forgot what I was doing this for. And then I was like, oh yeah, life is strange. But then I can't download Sierra just yet because it might erase all my files, so I need to do a backup of the most important ones. But that can't happen yet because the external hard drive accidentally disconnected. And like it fell out of my fucking computer because I got up in a weird way and it sort of like unplugged. And so I was like, shit, I don't know if it'll reconnect to my computer. But it, oh, finally, it does reconnect to my computer and I've started upgrading to Sierra, the hopeful alternative to El Capitan that I have no guarantee will be compatible with the Life is Strange game, which can also erase all of my files. It had been saying that it's gonna take like 30 minutes for like over an hour. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go to sleep. And then I wake up the next morning. My whole life has just been like a weird inverse of like, give a mouse a cookie. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I want to do this, but this happened. Finally, I get everything together. The game is good to go. It's on my, it's on my Mac and I'm playing it. It pauses. Oh, okay, well that's weird. Let me exit out of it. And it goes to a gray screen with the file with the question mark on it. What the hell is that? Well, shit. Oh. And, and my computer just doesn't work now. So I just spent a whole goddamn weekend uh, trying... No, excuse me. I spent a whole week, like, trying to play this game because, like, the first day I wanted to play it because I played the first two chapters at a friend's house, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to continue. And then I saw the Steam server sale. I'm like, well, I got to wait for the day that it happens, you know? And then the day that it happens, I go through all of this crap for the next day and a half, and then it just doesn't fucking work now. And so I had to ask uh, Jess. I was like, yo, Jess, can I just please use your computer to just do this? Because this is apparently not happening for me. So, uh, of course, my computer decides to break down on a Friday at 5 p.m. when all the computer shops are closed. Oh, so- God. <laughs> I can't get anything to happen until uh, uh, Monday morning when I finally send in my computer. So I send in my computer, and just today I find out that uh, my hardware, the, like the the connection to the motherboard or whatever, it can't find the hard drive, basically. Oh. And so that's just what's happening to my computer now. It's just like it, they they took it out and they put it in another computer, and it was able to find it just fine. But in the computer that I currently have, it's basically just a fancy brick now. All I wanted to do was play this goddamn game, Life is Strange, and life was fucking with me. Life was strange. I, I, thought, I thought that might be too obvious to say, so I... <laughs> All you wanted was a Pepsi, and they couldn't get you that one <laughs> goddamn thing. I was, uh, I was concerned we weren't going to be able to record this week because I didn't know what your uh, computer situation was going to be. 
It would be crazy. They're like dragging me out in a straight jacket. Eyes all days. I was like, I just wanted to play Life is Strange. (laughs) (laughs) They're dragging me away. Life is strange. Life is strange. I don't know why I keep saying that. (laughs) Smash cut to you having just beat the game and you just... Yeah, it wasn't very good, was it? <laughs> well, this wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I really fucking hope it's worth your time after oh. all this shit. Here's the thing, it really is, man. Oh, good. Bro, when you get to end, to the end of that third chapter, I don't want to spoil it and nothing. Oh, yeah, I saw your tweet about that. I haven't played any of it, but yeah, I saw you say something about that. I had me feeling some type of way. Literally, yeah, okay, so the, the idea, of the, no spoilers, but the idea mm-hmm. of the game is that you can rewind time at certain points. But mm. there are certain points where they won't let you rewind time. And they don't really let you know when those points are until after they've already happened. Oh. So, like, there's a certain event that happens. And, like, you know, uh, it, it, it keeps going like, oh, it looks like this event is about to happen. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And it won't let me rewind. So I, like, closed out the game <laughs> and started over from the last point. I'm like, okay, I, I can't let this happen. I have to change this fucking event. <laughs> this massive change happens. And you see the playing out of that. And then when you finally get to the end of the chapter, when it shows what what happens because of your decision, I was like, oh, God, no, go back. (laughs) I was like, wait, no, this isn't what I wanted. Do the other thing, do the other thing. (laughs) Oh, man. But, you know, that, that just shows how uh, how good of a, a game it sort of is. Because, you know, you go into a game that's like, oh, you, you know, you make the decisions, you make choices. And at first you think nothing of it. You're like, ah, oh, it's going to be fun just screwing around, just seeing what happens when you do this. Seeing what happens when you do that. Seeing how it plays out. <laughs> what, what, what a good laugh that you're just having. And then when you get into the game, you're like, wait a minute. No, I don't want that to happen to her. <laughs> you're like, oh, no, 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 no. I got to change that. No, I wouldn't want to see that character go through that. <laughs> You know, so like it makes you care, man. It really makes you care. <laughs> yeah, I've heard good. Th- I've heard good things about that game. And and the thing I like about it is that I'm playing it after everything is done. You know, I don't have to wait eighteen oh. months or whatever the fuck. I yeah. can't do that shit. I can't do that shit. Where it's just like, oh, this was so eventful. Guess you'll have to wait a couple months. Fuck that. Tell me now. <laughs> yeah. See, I I've kind of spoiled myself because the past few television shows I've been watching were on Netflix. And with Netflix, in most cases, the whole series or season just shows up at once. And you could just binge watch the whole thing and, you know, you don't got to wait. I'm watching Twin Peaks now. Twin Peaks is only eight episodes into an 18 episode season. And I got to wait for that shit. And I'm not used to that. (laughs) Spoiled. You're spoiled. Yeah, because, I mean, most of the shows I've been watching on on Netflix, too, they're fucking lighthearted, you know, they're like comedies, they're not leaving you with cliffhangers, god damn it, if this fucking Twin Peaks, anyone out there who's watching Twin Peaks with me right now, holy shit, especially after this last one, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Wait, wasn't this show from, like, the 90s? Yeah, it, it started in 90, it ran for two seasons, it was cancelled, uh, had a... It, grew this gigantic cult following, and this is the third season, which picks up where the last season ended. How the fuck do you pick up on a show, like, two and a half goddamn decades later? 
and it has the entire same cast. If anyone has theories or comments about the, about the last episode, by the way, feel free to leave them in the comments and alienate everybody else who has no idea what the hell you're talking about. Oh, uh, but then I saw this video. Um, of course, it's like the end of the, the DJ Academics. Uh, right! And, and uh, who, who's your boy? Joe Budden interview Joe with Budden. Migos, right? Migos, yeah. Dude, I don't know if it's this guy's job to make, like, every mainstream rapper look good by comparison, but, like, Joe Budden is just, like, making himself just look like a toad, man. Like, okay, so you're watching this interview, and I I'm sure they're putting it out of context on purpose. Maybe there's something else that happened, and they're just, you know, they're showing you the last minute of the interview to make people go like, ooh, la la, what happened earlier? You know what I mean? It'll probably be something really stupid and innocuous. Hey guys, you know, I love your music, wish we could talk more, but we gotta get going, you know, uh, we gotta sign off. And then, Joe Budden just gives this look of like, <laughs> what's going on here? And just like, throws he, down he his mic. He drops his mic, yeah. Yeah, and walks off the set with that like, look on his face like, oh, I'm so above this shit, this is so stupid, and walks off. And then, like, the three Migos get up, like, fucking unified, too. They're just like, scary. dude just crosses his arms like... Yo, what was all that shit? You know what I mean? Like, what's really good? Like, what's popping, bro? Like, we got a problem? You know what I mean? Maybe we saw the whole context. Maybe we saw something that happened. It would make sense that, like, this guy's walking away, and it's just like, hey, why are these guys, like, knuckling up about this? It's like, what the fuck? But in this context, it's like, no, Joe Budden looks like he's acting like an ass for no goddamn reason. The only bit of context I can give is, I mean, I skipped through this video because it's a BET award Special, which, by the way, we'll, we'll get to the award show here in a sec, but, um, they're going through this big gamut of all these guests. They're talking to dick tons of people. They're talking to Post Malone in a Stone Cold Steve Austin vest. I don't know what the hell was up with that, but it was cool looking. I don't even like Post Malone, but that vest was cool. Uh, talking to, uh, Ray Sh all these other people. And then the last minute of this, like, hour-plus thing... They finally sit down with Migos. Migos is listed first in the video title, so I was like, oh, okay, they probably start with this shit. No, it's at the very end. They, ma they make you wait for it. They definitely know about that audience retention. The video clip of them talking to Migos starts. It seems like it's the beginning of the interview. It feels like the beginning of the interview because they're getting all the pleasantries out of the way. GG Academic goes into this joke, which falls flat because the venue is so goddamn loud that no one can hear each other. I, I ain't left out bad and bougie. You think I'm left out bad and bougie? Say again? You say I'm left out bad and bougie? What'd you say? You say I'm left off bad and bougie? Yeah. Do it look like I'm left out bad and bougie? What'd you say? Yeah, it seemed like it was supposed to be a skit, but I was like, no, it actually makes sense. Like, it does seem really loud. Like, it seemed like they were trying to make it, oh, this country bumpkin can't understand what he's saying. But it's like, no, I mean, I can understand how... So DJ Academic goes... Hey, there's this ongoing joke that you're left off bad and bougie. Now, apparently, people have been, like, joking on him about that. Like, oh, you were left off of, you know, uh, Migos' biggest hit. But the way he worded that was kind of being dickish. It's a legit question. Like, oh, yeah. hey, what happened? Was there some sort of confusion? Were you supposed to be on the song? And then you were like, hey, Lil Uzi Vert is hot. Let's get him for the verse mm -hmm. instead. You know, like, maybe it was something like that. Or maybe there was, like, a, a I don't know, a disagreement. They felt that the verse wasn't good enough. But whatever. Like, you know, let him discuss it. But the way right. it was worded was kind of like, you know, the, the needling sort of like, ah, I'm getting at you, aren't I? But then finally, it's like, you know, you being left off bad and bougie. And Takeoff just goes, does it look like I was left off bad and bougie? Basically saying, like, 
look look how I'm flossing, look how I'm doing. Do I look affected that I was left off bad and bougie? I don't care, because I'm still here, we're still Migos, it's whatever. He plays it off really well. Joe Budden goes, all right, we got to wrap this up. And yeah. he seems kind of frantic, and he looks over to a DJ academic, and he's like, wrap it up. Wrap it up. He's, like, baiting him to, like, come on, let's fucking wrap this up. Which is fine, because it's like, all right, I understand. Maybe it's the, you know, they only have so much time. Uh, DJ Academic goes into his outro. He thanks them for being there, says that they're one of his favorite acts. And right about that point, like you said, Joe Budden makes a face, stands up, drops the mic, walks off. Migos, all at one point, pretty much, get up, <laughs> and they start talking shit. Entourage closes in. That's when security bumps in cuts off then it cuts to this really weird clip of joe budden trying to be funny and it feels really weird you never know who's gonna show up at the pet awards but i don't know what the fuck that was about here's my theory mm. it must be bunnies my theory is what? that hmm must be bunnies what about bunnies i didn't say nothing about bunnies yes you did it's bunnies it must be bunnies with, with their what? twitchy little noses they're eating carrots all the time what's that about what the fuck does that have to do with anything? What are you talking about? My theory you, is that Joe Budden... <laughs> hey, where is this going? <laughs> oh, what did you just say that? Are you trying to prove a point? <laughs> you know what's funny? I said that in an episode before and you didn't call me out on it. Uh, the the uh, sound must have cut out and I didn't hear it or something. Oh. Because I don't remember a... you saying that at all. But my theory, my actual theory, is that... Joe Budden looked at the situation, went, holy fuck, we got one question at Amigos, who are the biggest goddamn popping off thing right now, and now we gotta wrap up? He looked, to me, at first, the timing of his reaction to DJ Academics saying, you're one of my favorite groups or whatever, that does make it a little sketchy. It looks like Joe Budden is pissed that... Because of the scheduling, because of the layout of how they were getting their guests, they ran out of time just as they got one of the big fuck gets. And it was like, God damn it, what the fuck? This looks bad because we didn't get to talk to Migos for that long. The interaction at the end, though, yeah. that kind of negates that. Which I think is funny how he walks out almost out of frame. He, he walks out of frame... I just thought it was kind of funny how it looks like GJ Academic looks over and goes, dude, just because you're out of frame doesn't mean Migos still can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't walk out of this plane of existence. They still see you. They're still very pissed. And they're coming in for the kill. They're closing on in. Dude, there, and there was no, like, not even, like, a second of, like, thinking about, like, you know how one person will do something, and they'll be like, wait, are we doing this? Oh, okay. They were, like, all just like, all right, if you're about to make something of it. <laughs> like, one homeboy on the left was, like, fucking fixing up his sleeves and shit, like, are we gonna have to take this outside? Yeah, oh, <laughs> I think we're already outside, we're gonna have to go out outside. <laughs> no, but, but the thing is, it's like, I, I could see your point. I, all right, yeah, we didn't have enough time, and so he's like, ah. Oh, Fuck it. Like, we're not, I'm not even going to bother doing this outro. We're just wasting time. Fine. Mm. But you got to understand what shit looks like. When you're yeah. just looking at it as another rapper to another rapper that's next to you, if you're just, like, walking out, throwing down the mic, that looks like you take issue with them. And there's no way you can say that it doesn't. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so I saw on Twitter someone tried to be like, oh, well, DJ Academics is just being a kiss-ass and Joe Budden wasn't having it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't, I don't think that's the case. It didn't feel like that. And especially, it's like, I mean, these people are taking their time out to be on your show, giving you views. You know, like, you're not going to be disrespectful towards the act. That doesn't make sense. You know, mm. and at the end, it's not like he said, like, oh, my God, you guys are the best group ever. All these other groups get, uh, can all burn in hell. You're the best. I would suck your dick if you, if you would let me. It's not like he was saying shit like that. He was just like, hey, you guys are like my favorite group. You know, I'm glad we could take the time with you. It was basic pleasantries. It really doesn't make any sense. It really just looks like. You know what'll be great for publicity? If I look like a fucking dickhead and just walk off. I would not be surprised if the whole thing was a work uh, with uh, with Joe Budden. It feels like, you know, like you said, it feels like they're mixing shit up for the sake of views. And you remember at the beginning of this podcast, not the beginning of this particular episode, but the beginning of this series, so to speak, we had an ongoing joke about how Every week, we fucking talked about Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah, yeah. That shit is Joe Budden now. <laughs> Besides having reviewed two of his albums, we're talking about this motherfucker on, like, a every other, every three-week basis because, just like last week with, with uh, Rev, when we were talking about the, uh, the freshman class and how if you look up X on YouTube, uh... It takes, like, five results to get to a song because the first whatever results come up are him getting in fights, you know, calling people out. That's the same shit we're getting here. Like, if you looked up Joe Budden on YouTube, how far down would you have to get to to get to his fucking hit? Unless YouTube is, you know, set up to have that be the top result. I got a new computer just now, and I'm about mm. to look up Joe Budden on YouTube. Now, the first thing I'm saying is Joe Budden and Migos. <laughs> well, okay. Um, but that's before I hit enter. Ah. Okay, so I'm seeing, uh, yeah, Joe Budden and Migos turn up. Things get heated between Migos. First, this complex news, like, they are fucking exploiting this to the end. They, they put out, like, at least two or three videos just about this, uh, this confrontation. Uh, but I'm not seeing, like, a specific song yet, you know? Ah. Uh, and, and what was his big hit? Pump It Up from, Pump like, 04. Oof. I'm now on the second page and have no, like, Joe Budden songs. In fact, it's a lot of... And I haven't looked up Joe Budden and Migos. I just looked up Joe Budden. Yeah. And there is just that. Like, it's literally God. just Migos versus Joe Budden right now. Wow. And... <clears throat> yeah, I'm literally getting none of his actual music. It's people reacting to it, people talking about it. And like I said... It all seems like it's uh, like if there was an actual confrontation, like if Joe Budden had said something to them and like Migos gave a snappy response back and then it elevated from there, I would get it. But as far as I've seen, it looks like just he walked off. Yeah. And then Migos felt some type of way about it because of course they would. There feels like no actual like starting factor behind this anger. It literally just feels like a dumb miscommunication. Joe Budden says, wrap it up. One of the Migos dudes says, all right, then let's wrap it up. And that's it. Yeah. Like, he's not like, what? So soon? Like, he doesn't take any issue. It's like, all right. Because he probably has other interviews to do. He's probably yeah, just exactly. one stop in the press junket. And it's like, all right, cool. You know, more time for us to just chill before the fucking show. 
But going back to the uh, award show, uh, the actual award show, uh, Migos uh, did very well for themselves. They performed. Um, I hadn't watched the show live, but I was watching Twitter live during uh, during the award show, and I was just reading along, seeing what everyone was commenting about, being like, all right, this is the stuff I got to look for in the clips later. Uh, the main takeaways were that Trey Songs apparently had a really shitty performance. Um, the song he performed was pretty fucking bad. Did you see that one? No. It's very schlocky. It's a really campy, corny song. But he didn't sound as bad as everyone made it sound like. Everyone made it sound like Trey Songs has a reputation of being, like, one of the best R&B vocalists. And maybe he is. I don't know. But people were like, dude, is this what the fuck he sounds live? He sounds horrible. I didn't really get that takeaway. I just thought it was a bad song and the stage performance was a little lackluster. The Mary J. Blige performance, though, which was the other thing because people were talking about uh, Bruno Mars looking like he was falling asleep during it, which he did. He looked like he was falling asleep. Bruno Mars doesn't look that bad. <laughs> I know. He just looks tired. He just, he just looks like, oh man, yeah, the lyrics in this song, or this text message I just got. <laughs> People were losing their shit, being like, oh my god, how can Bruno Mars be so unenthused? That song was fucking boring. I don't know what song they were listening to, but uh, I, I don't think it was get out of your seat, dance along to it worthy. Yeah. Especially not compared to other songs that night. And if you see Bruno Mars' performance later in the night... <laughs> He needed to conserve his energy. <laughs> My God, dude. See, the thing is, I went back and I, I re-listened to that song that he performed at the award show, but the album version. The thing about Bruno Mars is he is such a phenomenal performer that the songs themselves, when you listen to the album version, they don't even come close to how good it sounded in the performance. Right. It's, it's fucking boring on the album, but then you look at it and it's like, oh my god, he's fucking... The brass in the live performance was, like, way over the top. It's not nearly like that on the album, so it's like, I can't even see the song being, like, on the radio. It's so dull. But just going from the performance at the award show, it's like, holy shit! I don't even mind that Bruno Mars is basically jacking Morse Day in the Time at this point. Because... If he's bringing it back in that in such a way, it's like, you know what? I, I do like the theatrics of like a Morris Day in the Tom or like or like a Prince concert like that. If he's if he's going to be the one to bring it back, I'm fine with it. But my goodness, that fucking performance, everything else, everything else I saw that night was dog shit. Every other performance fucking DJ Khalid and Quavo and Chance and Lil Wayne with Justin Bieber was his audio being played, but Bieber not actually there. <laughs> that was kind of weird. I'm watching this Mary J performance, and it's like, I hate, like, ASAP Rocky at the end, where, like, it seems like they gave him no instructions as to what to do. And so you see Mary J Blige singing her heart out, doing her thing, and he's just like, yeah, I'm saying, I'm mouthing the words that you just said. <laughs> like, I'm gonna lean up against you. Like, he already did his verse, and he didn't know what to do other than that. So he's just like, like, just the awkward standing there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, like, aren't, like, even if you're a rapper, you're supposed to be a showman. You know what I mean? Like, he should have just faded away. <laughs> uh, like, like, get out there, like, shaking hands, 
move around, you know, or, or look bold in your stance, you know, like have the shades on just looking cool. But he just kind of looks like Haha, my mom dragged me out of here and I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he doesn't even look dressed for a performance. No. Like he's just wearing like, just, what is that shirt? I don't know what it says on it, but it just looks like an un- it's just an uneventful looking fucking shirt. Yeah. Who the fuck wears that to an award show? Uh, who fucking else, uh, performed? I didn't watch the Future and Kendrick performance. I was really bummed it wasn't just Kendrick. Yeah, and it wasn't that great. He's the fucking hip-hop artist of the year. Humble is in the top ten right now. You couldn't fucking have Kendrick perform Humble? I just don't fucking get that. That seems like a really weird call. I know Mask Off is really doing well also, but... Future didn't win shit that night, I don't think. I, I, I kind of hate lackluster performances like mm. that because what they do, it's not just him standing on stage looking bored. No, it's like these choreographed dancers wearing these flowing black robes. You know, so it's like, all right, somebody put time into this, just not him, you know? Yeah. Like, it looks like he was like, fuck it, call me when it's five minutes to stage. And I'll be there, but for now, I'm just smoking some weed. Yeah, I'm gonna do the rap song that I said I was gonna do. All right. And then, like, you have these dancers who are doing the whole thing. You know, you can tell it's someone who, like, listened to the song, tried to figure out how to visualize the uh, the dancing choreography that would work with this music. And he's just like, yep, here I am. I'm definitely saying the words to the song. Yeah. It's like, okay, dude, but make it matter. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell. Just look at the performance, and you can tell the the dissonance between the people actually performing and doing the dances, and him just, yep, definitely saying the words. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like, hey guys, yo, I'm trying to get these people into it, or even like the fucking strong, like, yeah, these are the words to the fucking song. You know what I mean? It just looks, nope, here are the words, yeah, here are the fucking words. Go back to fucking Beyonce and Kendrick doing Freedom. Exactly. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, this is a bit of a step down. This is a bit of a step down. A bit. It just wasn't, like you said, the performances overall, pretty lackluster. Um, most of the awards, no big surprises. I was... Well, there was in- the surprise of giving Chance the Rapper the best new artist award. New artist, yeah. <laughs> He's like, been guys, out for like three years. How late are you people to this party? <laughs> It's like, I get it, you know, he's just now getting, like, hit singles on the radio, but you've got people in that category that, like, I'm not at all familiar with. Like, literal new acts. Hey, look out for this Kendrick Lamar guy. Here he's making waves. (laughs) Fucking last week, that that, uh, Tupac Shakur, he's going places. (laughs) He keeps his nose clean, stays out of trouble. (laughs) Don't know where he could end up. (laughs) Or fucking Remy Ma winning best hip-hop female rapper. So, did that just feel like sort of like a, we gotta do someone other than Nikki, and, yeah. you know, she's the most relevant person right now, and so, ooh, that kind of looks like it's gonna be a bit of controversy or whatever. Oh, totally. She said some line where she kept saying, like, uh, are you dumb? Are you dumb? Like, with, I don't know how that was supposed to be interpreted. I mean, I'm sure people will just go, probably was a shot at Nicki Minaj. But Maybe. It just seems like she's insulting the people that gave her the award. Like, <laughs> what are you, fucking stupid? <laughs> For giving me this award? Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you people? My album was shit. D- does she even have an album of her own? Uh, she did the album with Fat Joe. 
Ah, uh, okay. What the hell yeah. was Fat Joe wearing, by the way? I I didn't even see him. Wait, wait hold on. Wait. I'll show you. I'll show you what <laughs> Fat Joe looked like from the BET Awards. It's looking he's dressed for the fucking Met Gala. It's almost on par with that picture of um, Nikki from the VMAs we were laughing at that one time. Oh, with the the trying way too hard to be Lady Gaga shit. Yeah, with like the like the teddy bear strapped to her leg and shit. <laughs> it's like, where is that costume now? <laughs> <laughs> what warehouse is that just sitting in collecting dust? You know, you know, I gotta say, for a guy named Fat Joe. He's looking, he's looking pretty trim. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight recently. Check out that getup, though. This looks like some, like, Biggie Smalls in the 90s, like, <laughs> the Coogee sweater shit. <laughs> Except it's like a windbreaker, and those glasses, yeah. though, they kill me. Yeah, they, <laughs> they look like something like uh, Discovery Kids Museum, like, the, <laughs> you know? Yeah, those are fucking... Those are fucking Chuck E. Cheese you traded in a shit ton of tickets. <laughs> That's the 500 ticket glasses. Yeah. Which I would totally get those glasses if, if I was a kid at Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. What the hell is this? Okay. So there's a thing. There are these things like YouTube videos that are like, uh, uh, don't laugh or else you have to share it or something like that, which is like... I can't believe all, they're still doing those. First of all, it's like... How, who says I'm in a fucking contract with you? Where I to, <laughs> I'm like, gonna watch it, I'm gonna laugh, and guess what? I'm closing it out. I'm exactly. not even gonna hit the like button. It's like, there's one thing, it's like, if you rap, you have to replay the video. Good luck! Oh, well, and, like, if you rap along to it? Yeah, it's just, first of all, how are you gonna know that I did? Second <laughs> of all, that sounds like you're just playing a song. Like... You know, like, oh, no, 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 I'm not reposting Kyle's video. Oh. I'm just saying, if you rap along to this video I uploaded, which just happens to be all of one of Kyle's videos, then you have to uh, replay it. Uh, give me some more views by playing it over again. Increase my watch time. Oh, that's you know, really like, bullshit. Fuck out of here with this obvious bullshit, you know? Okay, I decided to click on this video, right? That if you rap, you have to replay the video. Good luck. Did you rap? Uh, well, I put it on pause, but oh. I looked at it, and you know how the little yellow thing uh, on the timeline of the video lets you know when there's an ad? There's yeah. like ten of them. Oh, Jesus Christ. How do they even so, do that? How long is the video? Uh, it's about 15 minutes. Oh. Dude, this fucking bullshit. Wow. This is the bullshit I hate right here. People trying to game the system. And mm. here's all this guy did. He just played, like, the choruses, as far as I've heard. He's just playing... Uh, 30 seconds of, like, the choruses of, like, the most popular songs from the last couple of months. This is bullshit! Wow. How the fuck is he not getting hit with a strike? How is he allowed to advertise on that? Oh, yeah, because I, I saw this on my YouTube front page. Uh, I'd report that shit. I'm looking at this guy's other videos, right? Oh, it's, yeah, uh, what, what other gems, what other instant classics has he provided? If you dance, you lose 99... Comma, nine, 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 seven percent will fail. How did he gather that data? <laughs> but try not to dance challenge. Try First not all, that, to dance. That seems a lot easier to accomplish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm sitting down, I could easily rap. I'm not getting out of my seat to dance, though. <laughs> and then, 
Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I mean, fuck, fuck that video. Anyway, I'm not even fucking looking. I it can't, up. I can't fight it. It's taking control. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what the fuck do you think happens? But that's stupid. It's just, it, it's like a challenge video without it actually being a fucking challenge. You know? Oh no, I can't stop dancing to share it. Now what will happen? <laughs> but try not to gasp challenge. If you make a sound while watching this, you lose. Oh, replay the video immediately if you laugh or even smile. Oh. Ooh. Fuck you. Like How many views does that have? Uh, 734,000. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, a lot of these are in the millions range. Like the... Mm. Uh, 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 let me see, um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, if you dance, you lose has three million views. And I guarantee you, if I click on it, it's just gonna be a compilation of other people's songs. If you kill a loved one, share this video. <laughs> Repeat immediately. And of course, it's like, bruh, replay the, this is the title of the video, B-R-U-U-H, exclamation point, bruh, replay the video immediately if you laugh or even smile. So he has more than one of these. How do people get away with this shit? And it's literally, it's not like he's saying, hey, I'm about to introduce this thing, boom, and then I'm going to talk about it. It's literally just doing clips of different songs. Or, okay, look, it's, if you dab, you lose. If, if you, you dab- sing, if you sing, you have to replay the video. If you dip, you lose. <laughs> Dude, I know what I'm calling this episode. If you dab, you lose in general, I guess. <laughs> Going off 115, if you dab, you lose. <laughs> okay. I went to a baseball game yesterday, right? <laughs> if you and... go to a baseball game, you lose. <laughs> You already lost, dude. You gotta reshare it. <laughs> Review immediately. <laughs> God damn it, I'm drooling. Go ahead, I'm sorry. If you, yeah. If you if you start watching this video, you lose. And have to like, share, and subscribe <laughs> on all of your... And have to... Yeah, and you have to hit like and comment and share on all of your social media. This is totally not trying to game the system, you guys. Who the fuck? I mean... I'm mad at two people. I'm mad at the person who uploaded this, and I'm mad for the people that actually go along with the instructions. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Who's that dumb? People, like, how do you not know that this shit is trying to game you? Ugh. You know? Like, they don't actually give a shit if you like the content, if you actually like me as the person who makes it. It's just like, I use this thing that's popular. Uh, help me get more popular. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they give no fucks about quality content or making anything that's good or anything it's simply piggybacking off of other people's shit but uh, oh but like i said I, w- I went to this baseball game and you know of course they have like the 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 jumbotron cam where it's like oh dance your heart out and you know they go to different people dude white people man the, the dab is just their fucking last resort it's their go-to, go-to isn't it? <laughs> like they try to dance and then they fail and they just go oh dab <laughs> In case of emergency, dab. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the fucking go-to where it was like Larry the Cable Guy's bombing, and he's like, "I went to play the other day." Get her done. (laughs) (laughs) The last act of a desperate dancer. (laughs) (laughs) Go shit! Everyone is watching me. This is not going well. 
What's the one thing I could do to get him back on my side? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and it was great as that there was this one kid, like, are the instructions unclear for this dab? Like, it's not the soldier boy where there are, like, eight instructions. It's literally, <laughs> you look like you're sneezing into your hand, and then you put your other hand to in the same motion to the other side. You yeah. know? In the same direction. You know what I mean? Like, how hard is this shit? This one kid looks like he's fucking doing the, uh, uh you know how Tarzan would beat his chest? <laughs> this fucking kid looks like he's beating his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it looks like he's milking an invisible cow on his face. <laughs> oh my god. That is not dancing your heart out. Yeah, I was like, this shit can't be that hard, is it? Dance your eyes out. <laughs> Punch your eyes out. <laughs> so, you know, there's this whole thing. I, I saw it on Twitter. It was like, this gay dude was talking about um, people saying, like, yes, and, you know, yes, queen, slay, like, shit like that. And he was saying, like, you know, it, it, it feels like, like, it sometimes feels like, you know, straight people or whatever are, like, mocking gay people whenever they do shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I've like, thought that, too, sometimes. Yeah, it is, like, and, you know... Because the way I hear, like, the affectation, it sounds like a black woman, and it sounds like, like, black gay men. Like, that sounds like it's specifically that sort yeah. of affectation. And so, when I hear, like, uh, uh, a gay guy or a, woman's, uh, a black woman say it, I'm like, alright, yeah, like, fine, yeah, you're saying that thing, you're feeling good about this, whatever. But, like, when I hear, like, white gay men say it, or, or you know, like, uh, uh, or guys say it, or, I mean, uh, um, straight guys say it, stuff like that, it always just feels like, uh... I don't know how I feel about this, but it's not my jurisdiction. So, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just don't know how to react to it. It's just like, okay, uh, I mean, you know, I like how I I don't really know what the 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 context for it for people to really get you know offended by it. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, uh, okay, I'm not gonna say anything, but it just kind of feels odd. It, it's kind of its own beast. It's like a different animal yeah, because it's not on like, one hand, yeah, it's it, not like like blackface or anything like that where it's like yeah, oh my I was God, just gonna say yeah. like like it isn't it's not the same as someone going around going like you know saying stereotypical like Latino cholo shit with like a deep like affected accent yeah, you know, yeah. mocking or whatever or saying like like African American slang or shit like that but yeah what up home slice yeah it's not like that bad. But, yeah, it, it's like its own different thing, and it's like, if they think that the terminology or whatever is funny, like, if someone says something's on fleek, and they're just saying it as, like, a joking thing, that's fine. But yeah, I do get a little un uneasy when when I hear people do that shit, because it's it's its own kind of appropriation. I can get away with saying this in this way. And not having to worry about what people are going to think of me because at the end of the day, I'm a straight guy and they just know I'm mocking. But like, if they know it was I'm not actually... actually like that, but I'm just booing a joke. I don't think it was like malicious. I don't think they're like, ha ha ha, those gays, am I right? But I think it is just sort right. of like a, hey, that's that thing that they do when they're happy about this. Ah, I kind of want to do it too, you know? Yeah, like I, I, I've heard them do it on Game Grumps occasionally and I know they're just doing it as like a joking thing. But. I'm sure there's a percentage of the audience that finds it offensive. 
I don't find it offensive. It it does just feel weird though. It feels yeah. like a joke you don't have to make. Yeah, like not like offensive. It just feels like odd. You know, like it's just like I know you don't talk like that. You know. Yeah, right? It's like, you can say your own shit the way you want to. You don't have to say it that way, but you're choosing to for some reason? I guess there's just, like, a sense of, like, uh, I've heard this, and, you, like, we all have, I mean, that's how we learn language. We imitate things. Right, you know? yeah. Uh, but I think after a certain point, we just think, like, we, we still have that in our heads where we're like, somebody said this, and it sounded cool, and I kind of want to try it on, too, you know? Like, not that I hate this group or that I don't care about them, but it's just like, hey, it just sounds kind of cool. I want to do it too, you know? And I think people just don't think about how that historically has been kind of seen. You know what I mean? And I think we're in a, in a smarter age where we should be kind of more like, oh, do I want to put myself out there where I'm kind of acting like this? Because I know it's been sort of like, you know, the, the gay best friend character has become sort of like a trope. And like, do I want to perpetuate yeah. these sort of like... You know, uh, uh, not marginalization of people, but just sort of the commodification of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, uh, I work with somebody, or used to work, they don't work with me anymore, but I remember one day I heard her say something like, oh, my friend was helping me move this weekend, and he's girlier than I am, so he wasn't much help. He's He's gay, he wasn't much help, or whatever. And, like, at first, like, like, the person in charge or whatever was like, hey, 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 don't, like, don't fucking say that or whatever. And basically dropped it at that. And then later I pulled her aside and I was like, hey, you know, the reason that you shouldn't say that is because you're perpetuating a gay people are weak, gay people are all effeminate stereotype. Right, and that's right. why that could be potentially harmful. Like, in a lot of instances... And I know people fucking eye roll whenever I say cultural appropriation. The only reason my fucking Swish Wish video has seven downvotes is because I mentioned cultural appropriation in it. And I know that for a fact, because I read all the comments. I fucking mentioned that in there, and everyone is like, Ugh, no, it's okay that she had cornrows or whatever. I'm just so mad that anyone would take the slightest bit of offense to it. All white, so shut the fuck up. But the thing is, in these cases of people getting mad about cultural appropriation... I'm not going to tell people how to react. I'm just going to say that I think it's it's more effective when it isn't very guttural to the throat. This person is a fucking asshole. Yeah, like, you can't say that. You know, like, it's that, like that's not a good thing to, to say. No, it's like educating and trying to make people understand something, I think, is the better route. And I'm not saying that that's for everybody because I'm not going to tell anyone how to be offended or what or what to be offended at but you know i think that i know that would work well for me you know if i were to say something that was out of line and someone was mad at me if someone was to just be like blah, 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 i would probably just immediately be like whoa what the fuck that person's kind of a dick instead of hey look that hurt here's why yeah it, like like you said that person just said you can't say that and of course, what that what that uh, sets off in people is this sort of like, how dare you say I can't say that? Matter of fact, yeah. I want to say it more now. No, but if you explain yeah, exactly. to somebody like, hey, you know, gay people have been kind of made a joke of, and so when you do that, it just kind of feels like that. You know, that makes people understand it. That makes people go like, oh, that's the reason for that. It's not just I want to cut off your language because that's what it sounds like when you're talking to someone like that. You know, the person saying it might feel that 
hey, you should understand why this is bad. But the person receiving someone saying that to them to say, don't say that, it just feels like, oh, you're just restricting me. If you mm-hmm. are with your friend who's gay or black or whatever, or like Jewish or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, you can make certain jokes because, hey, you guys understand each other. I know that you're not trying to offend me. You know, like, um, like uh, with, with me and my friend, uh, uh, um, uh, a friend of mine who's from South Africa. Like, I love this guy. You know what I mean? He, he's one of my best friends. And, you know, sometimes he'll say things that I'll pick up on. And it, it like, mm. you know, he'll say like, hey, yo, we're about to hang out. Pull through. And I'll be like, oh, pull through. Like, I never thought of saying, like, saying that, like, you know, like, to come by. Like, yo, oh, yeah. uh, pull through. And I was like, so I, I just started saying, like, it's like, that's a cool thing to say. Like, yo, we're chilling tonight. Yo, pull through. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely picked up on, like, British slang. But I don't think... I don't think anyone would be like, hey, 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 don't say that because you're not British. Like, yeah. that, that, that's a different thing, yeah, you like know? So, sometimes I'll be like, yo, man, I, I, hey, I, I'm just taking the piss, you know? And I know that's specifically yeah. a thing that British people say, but if I was like, uh, all right, gov, just taking a piss, <laughs> you know? like Then it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost your privileges. Stop it. <laughs> you're being awkward. <laughs> uh, so uh, this week, uh, we're, we're reviewing... Dear Echo by Cecil Cecil Otter, and uh, you guys won't believe it. It's another artist from Doomtree. I know this is slowly becoming the Doomtree podcast. Don't you worry. Don't you fret. Why we'll don't you guys ask me point. to review a bunch of Wu Tang Clan albums? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And this is also Ted Syke. I think this is the same guy who requested the Dessa album. So <laughs> someone's got. An agenda here, and that's fine because we're not putting too much of a um, of a limit, uh, a cutoff on what you can request. Really, I mean, request is a request, and it's not exactly the same artist. It's an artist from the group, so it's different, I guess. Um, and we have another one coming down the pike from uh, another Sims. one. <laughs> another one. Um, so this is a three-track EP making it the official shortest thing we've reviewed from a Patreon request. The other, uh, the cur- the previous record holder was that Lush EP that was four tracks. Yeah, the shoegazing music. The shoegaze album. Now we got a, uh, like an alternative sort of uh, hip-hop-y album EP. It's technically six tracks, but the... Fourth, fifth, and sixth tracks are the instrumental of the first, second, and third tracks. So is it just is it just me or does that sound like that that feels like a sort of like a contract agreement sort of thing? Oh, like, like yeah, it needs to be at least this long. <laughs> that might be just, the case. And he was just a dick about it. I mean, if you're if you're posting it on like Bandcamp, you know the three tracks is fine. But if you're releasing like a physical copy, yeah, there's like artwork. Eh, it's on Spotify. Yeah, you gotta release the instrumentals. And I do think that's cool when people do release the instrumental, the instrumentals. And especially with this EP where, I hate to say it, but the instrumentals were the more interesting aspect of these songs. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool to hear them on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is uh, Cecil Otter. Uh, you might know him. I did not. I had to look this up. Uh, a few years ago, about a decade ago... He was responsible for a uh, for a viral trend called uh, Woo Gazy, 
that took Wu-Tang songs and mixed them with Fugazi songs, which is a uh, punk band from the uh, primarily the 80s, but they kind of bled over into the 90s. Kind of like um, that Grey album that mixed uh, Jay-Z and the Beatles. It's kind of like that. Mm. And it says it went viral. I never heard of it. It says it was an instant internet smash. I never fucking heard of that shit. But that that's a cool concept. And he's a founding member of uh, of Doomtree. I've been around since 2001. And it's amazing that, again, haven't heard of him until we started this podcast. It was only a couple of years ago. But uh, what did you think of uh, Dear Echo by, uh, by Cecil and Ollie or Cecil Otter? Um... Well, first of all, like, this isn't an album. This isn't even an EP. This is, like, a single with two B-side songs. It like, is practically a single, yeah, because, um... Cross Countries is just yeah. one verse. Yeah, that's, like, the main single, too. Mm-hmm. Is, is the first track. And then the second and third are, yeah, kind of like the B-side, in a way. There seems to be a thing with Doomtree. Dude, I, I know you guys are requesting them, and you guys really want me be, to be into them because, you know... Rap Critic, you don't like the mainstream stuff, right? So you gotta like the underground stuff. You know, the guys who aren't doing what everyone else is doing, you know. They're, they're, they're making a different sound. They got a different type of thing going on. I'm just not feeling their sound, man. Like, it's, I'm just... It's not different enough to be, like, yeah. standout. It's alternative in the very sense that, yes, it is definitely different from what the main thing is. Sure. But I'm just not feeling it that much. I'm sorry, guys. And it's not that he's ba- a bad rapper. It's no. not that, you know, it's pr- nothing is done badly here. He's very competent as an MC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the production is good. I mean, at some points it, it feels kind of, it's it's very dry. It's very sort of uh, unaffecting. You know what I mean? I mean, to hear it, but it's interesting, like, Hearing an instrumental and then hearing someone rapping over it really does give you a different feel for the track. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Like you said, with the instrumental, I, I was actually, my ear was more attuned to just the music. So I was just listening to that. And I actually got a little bit more out of that. And I was like, oh, this was just like, uh, you know, instrumental music. Like, oh, that'd be cool in and of itself. But uh, with the rapping over it, it just, it, he's he doesn't pop as much as a personality. And so it's just kind of like, Okay, it's not bad, but I'm not, you know, I'm not getting out my seat. I'm not like, oh my god, I gotta hear more. I I kind of felt the same way that you know it was serviceable and that that can be a, uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not really a jab. I just wasn't too crazy impressed. Um, now I don't know exactly who produced this if it was like just like a so completely solo thing or not but like i said the instrumentals were really cool um i liked how like the audio got really affected and kind of clipping at one point like it got like super kind of loud i kind of thought that was cool i didn't like that i hate i I, the one thing i hate is as someone who makes music myself i hate it when people are sound make their music sound bad on purpose i think (laughs) it went on a little too long but yeah Yeah. I, I, i feel you like, if you have, like, a couple of seconds, yeah, but if that's, like, your um your aesthetic and you're doing it, like, no, we have the equipment to make the music sound good, but we're making it sound bad because, you know, we're trying to... No, I don't I, I don't like that. Like, no, make the music sound good if you can make it sound good. Fuck that. 
Like, if you don't have the money, you're like, this is the best we, we could do, but fuck that, we're doing our best by putting our music out there. I can appreciate that. It's like, hey, this music has crackles in it. You know, like early MF Doom, where it's like, he's yeah, just yeah. using the samples that he can find, and maybe it doesn't come out great, but it's him. You know, it's like, I think that's cool, but when you're purposely, oh, I'm playing it too loud, because the idea is like, I, I find that kind of corny. You probably hate those intro tracks from the clipping albums, then. Uh, probably, yeah. Where it's like, it's rapping, it's fine, and then all of a sudden it's just high-pitched squeaking feedback and screeching noises. Yeah, it's just like... It's like, like alright, that's a dick move, especially if I'm listening with headphones. Like, you, you might as well just, uh, you know, cut out the pretense and just have someone... To cut out the whole beat and just have someone shout in the background, We're different! We're different! We're different! We're different! Like, yes, I get it. You know? And I mean... All power to him because, like, I've listened to some clipping tracks and I do dig some of Clipping's music. And hell, one of the dudes was in Hamilton. So. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want to hate him. It's like, it's not like these dudes don't have talent. It just feels like sometimes it's less it's about a bit making much. music and more about look how different we can be. Yeah. And that yeah. has its own thing, but I think there still needs to be this sort of coming together to actually make something good, you know? Yeah. Like, the, the elements have to add up to something more than just, but it's different than what you normally listen to, so I give us points for that. Mm. Yeah, it says on his uh, official website that this is, this is his most modern and most experimental work to date. And honestly, besides uh, the music of maybe, like, the first track and maybe the second one, I mean, that that's already... Like sixty six percent of the album, but still, um, you know, it's it didn't sound that experimental either. It sounded like the rest of the Doom Tree songs that we've heard. Yeah, where it's like yeah. they don't use you know they they use like uh some acoustic instruments. Yeah, and you know, but they mix it with digital music, but not like the typical digital music. It's like weird sounding digital music to throw you off. You know, it's just like okay, that that's fine. And the first track was way more low-key, like, the uh, the rapping in it, or I don't even know if you could call it rapping. It was almost just, like, talking with rhythm. It's like, basically over by, like, the first minute. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot more toned down than you would hear from, like, your, your typical rap stuff. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it enough for what it was, and three tracks is... Probably the preferable serving size for <laughs> Doomtree. Right, right. Like, man, if this was any more than three tracks, I'd probably get really sick of this. But three's okay. Three's just fine. Like, well, like it's, it's is, fine. I, I couldn't tell you what any of the songs were about, you know? I, I Dude, I listened. I mean, it was only three songs, and I, I didn't have the technical uh, disadvantages and obstacles and roadblocks <laughs> that you had. So yeah, I was, I was able... pissed off this week. <laughs> yeah, so I was able to listen to it numerous times, and it didn't stick with me at all. <laughs> and it's only three goddamn songs, so it should have to some degree. But, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it, dude. And it's like, like you said earlier, pe people keep requesting, they keep requesting. I don't want it to turn into a fucking, like sadomasochist like oh yes please talk shit on doomtree more i can't get enough of it but it's I like mean, how much more it, if that's what they want <laughs> how much more do you think we're ever gonna say about this group uh, i mean i'm holding out for who is it sims 
is the other guy that I was requested that that's coming down the pike a few requests from now who's the the final Doomtree dude that I've been requested. I hope he's somewhat different and stands out from the pack because holy shit. Doomtree is the most generic, experimental, different alternative hip-hop group I've ever heard. Yeah. Like the They're only... alternative in name alone. Self-professed alternative hip-hop. <laughs> the only one um, that really sort of like stands out to me is Dessa. And I think it's just because her voice and because like, you know, because she's a woman, her voice is going to sound different. But I also feel like she puts a little bit more, you know, uh, I think we talked about this. Didn't we review one of their albums? Yep. Or, yeah, one of, like, Doomtree, like, an actual album from them. And I remember yeah. specifically being, like, the only one who stood out was Dessa. Was Dessa, not, yeah. No, it, not just because she's uh, the female rapper, but also she has, like, just better imagery as a rapper, you know? So, man, I don't know, three? We're, yeah, three. Like, I, I was going to give it more if there was more of it. Like, if it was more, you know, hey, at least it's consistent or whatever. But with just three tracks, what is there to recommend? You know? I give it a star for each track. Like, what reason do you have to listen to all three of these songs in a row? And I mean, if this is like a teaser for a full album, like, this didn't make me want to listen to a full album of them. No. You know? I like the artwork. The artwork's really cool. I, th <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty eye-grabbing. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, like ooh. What a waste, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, Like, whoever designed that. this is like, great, now my work is forever associated with this mini EP. It's fucking logic all over again. That awesome <laughs> cover for just a blech album. It's funny how we're like both in agreement on this group as a whole. Like, <laughs> yeah. we didn't like think we don't have any personal vendetta against them. You know what I no. mean? Like, it's just like, eh, we're just not feeling it, bro. No. I, I, and, it, and trust me, I want to. With each one, it's like, you know what? This is going to be the one. And it just never is. I don't go into it wanting to hate it. I've never gone into yeah, an it, album. It's not like we're like, oh boy, to hate it. here comes that doom tree. <laughs> Try, time I can't to... wait to sink my teeth into the new doom tree. I'm going to tear it apart. <laughs> like, I never want to do that. That just happens. Ugh. But with that said, <laughs> if there's anything you want requested, even doom tree, for fuck's sake. It is a one-time $40 pledge to either patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. The only restriction, really, well, okay, I'll say the only restrictions we have are the main one is please do not request an album that you yourself made. Um, I wouldn't want to review anything that isn't in English, only because it would be hard to analyze the lyrics. Yeah. Um, rap is obviously preferred. We've reviewed rock in the past. A pop album wouldn't be bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously don't go too fucking out of the thing that you know we're going to have absolutely nothing to say about it, like Norwegian black metal. Like, that's just going a bit too far. And, and don't do like, like, oh, Mozart's greatest hits or something like that. Like, like yeah, what right. the hell are we going to say about that? <laughs> Dylan has uh, jokingly been like, hey, uh, as soon as I get the money together, I'm going to request uh, this. And it's always like the fucking sludge doom metal and i'm like dude don't be a dick don't do that <laughs> a don't waste your money and b uh but uh yeah other than that it's pretty much fair game and uh if this is your first time listening to the going off podcast first of all hope you enjoyed it and second of all catch up on all the episodes you haven't heard on soundcloud and itunes if you if you subscribe to the show on itunes you can hear all our old episodes and get the new ones as soon as they're posted but 
Until next week, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. All right, we got to wrap this up, though.